Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Strikes Back. My name is George, and you're listening to our brand new weekly show. And joining me today are the usual suspects, Connor. Hello. And Benny. Hello. Something very loud's going on outside. Someone's destroying something or building something, one or the other. So, um, this is our new show. Here we are. It's very much like the old show. Um, but what we wanted to do is uh, go from just bringing you kind of the top eight news stories because what we found is sometimes we were really stretching to get those eight stories and they just they weren't relevant they weren't interesting um, and this seemed like a really good week to do it because there was sweet fuck all out there that <laughs> happened in the new <laughs> in the news world. Yeah, next week we're going to be bringing you two news stories. Uh, <laughs> yeah, keep downsizing. <laughs> yeah, so, so a few more fun segments. What came out a few years ago? Top three films of certain directors. Another special edition. None of us are wearing pants. Yeah. Hey, you're not supposed to say that, man. It's a podcast. Well, well we never wear pants. So <laughs> I know, yeah, it's I completely know. normal. Um, so yeah, so we're we're still going to do some news stories, but we just want to be a little, a little bit more selective. Keep that pedigree, man. Yeah. yeah. We only want the cream of the crop. So wait till you see what we've got in store for you this week. <laughs> but yeah, let's kick things off with what we watched this week. All of us saw Spider-Man. All of us saw Baby Driver. But did you guys sit at home, get the fire a-burning, put on a flick? That was a lovely setup, but no, I saw something else in the cinema. Um, I had the pleasure of seeing the fifth element on the big screen. Oh, nice. Um, That's on this afternoon as well. 600 other people. Uh, this is the 20th anniversary this year. Yeah. Amazingly enough, uh, it's a beautiful 4K restoration of a film that I grew up with and uh, absolutely love and have not seen in quite a few years. And uh, I got to say, watching it on the big screen was just a fantastic experience. No doubt. Um, I've never seen it on the big screen. Yeah, I hadn't either. Um, just an amazingly kind of realized uh, production. Uh, really good looking film. Still, the special effects uh, are kind of a mixed bag, but the stuff that's like practical and, and puppets and, and models still looks fantastic. Those aliens at the beginning always freaked me out. <laughs> the really spherical. The guys. Yeah. yeah. And the, yeah, the, the, the gray dudes with the animatronic yeah. faces it always had a bit of a weird off kilter vibe it's definitely a french film definitely a french film and <laughs> definitely kind of freaked me out a little bit as a kid mm. yeah i mean you just got that whole sequence like an action scene set to an opera song um with the the diva the blue lady just really cool weird stuff it was amazing it got made yeah yeah it was the most expensive french film uh for a very long time i think uh, now valerian i was about to say is, valerian has now just taken one, uh, yeah. well that production's huge like Almost three hundred million or something. Oh, massive! Yeah. And it shows. Uh, um, it looks looks you know visually and uh, yeah. stunning. So yeah, like I was trying to think of a, a different <laughs> word than stunning because that's how I just described. <laughs> <Stunning. laughs> uh, but yeah, just really cool seeing that on the big screen. Ooh, that movie is definitely made or broken for most people by Chris Tucker, I think, who I love. So <laughs> his hair is so great. <laughs> oh man, Ruby Rod is a character for the ages. <laughs> I'm so into it. Uh, the movie was hysterical, and there was just applause at several points throughout the film. There's nothing like seeing seeing a classic film uh, with a, just a huge audience of fans. Yeah, and and seeing it up on the big screen. I think that's probably why uh, cinema won't die, mm. just because there is there is legitimately something special to seeing a film on a yeah, big on screen, the big canvas, with yeah, big sound. More and more, I struggle to rewatch films at home, and I got a big ass TV, but uh, it's just like I want to see it on the big screen. It's I, the I, sound. I really yeah. think it's the sound. Mm. Um, I spoke about this last time with Mad Max. Watching Mad Max on my TV, and again, I, I'm like you, man. I got a big ass TV. I've got a nice sound system, but it's just not the same. 
Yeah. I, just, I remember coming out of that that movie theater the first time after watching Mad Max, and I was basically shaking. Yeah. George? Oh, man. Uh, you, <laughs> you want me to go? And then you yeah, go you go. Then you go. I've got to think. Wow. How did you not see this coming? <laughs> oh, this is so unexpected. Um, no, Holy I'll go. Uh, so what this, the hell am I doing? <laughs> this week, I finished up House of Cards, season five. Cool. Um, Space. Geez, hey. it took, took you a while. Yeah, well, I. I this okay, is I've one heard of those... it's not not the best season. Or... Um, <laughs> that's a yes. <laughs> no, well, it's, it's really hard to. This is the way that I normally watch shows. Like I binge and I go through it because I can't stop. This is one of the only shows that I can't do that. And I really love this show, but it is really kind of dense. Um, is and Kate I've... Mara still in it? Uh-huh. No. Not interested. Mate, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Have you um, seen season no, two? No, spoilers. <laughs> I don't care. I've seen six episodes. I'm not going to watch it. Um, for anyone that enjoys House of Cards, I think they'll enjoy season five. I, I think that they really ramp it up. You know, one of the things that I found about this that was really eerie is that it reflected real life a little bit too much. It was kind of as if there was this, and, and they've talked about this. Um, you know, Kevin Spacey's gone on talk shows and talked about this. Uh, there's something a little bit prophetic about this TV show because, you know, when they were filming it, none of this shit with Trump and America was happening. And what's happening in the show kind of mirrors what's happening now. It's a bit eerie. Um, but yeah, ultimately, uh, I, I still enjoyed it. Um, Spacey's Robin, the man. No, Robin Wright in this one, man. Oh, yeah. But you she, got a massive crush on her. So. Oh, she, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but even just like, Marry just beyond me, that. Just beyond that. She is absolutely amazingly good in this. Yeah, I, I always liked the dynamic between them. Yeah, um, and they were kind of using each other. Yeah, to, that they this they loved each other. Yeah. In a in a it, it was an interesting relationship that they were able to carve out. Stop this, stalling, George. What did you watch? Yeah, this this series <laughs> very much plays on their relationship and uh, in a very interesting way. I think. Yeah. Cool. Highly recommend it. Nice, nice. <laughs> George, this is, it's, it's you now. Like this yeah. is. <laughs> um, so a couple of weeks ago, um, I mentioned that um, I've been kind of watching Buffy, Buffy with um, my fiance Ash, and she um, she's been plowing through it. She watched from season three to season seven, and I've been watching along the way. Um, amazing show, absolutely love it. Just reconfirmed everything in my head. Um, but we actually finished it, and we're watching the final episode of season seven. Ooh. And it is so bad. <laughs> it is so bad. The finale. It is so bad. Like it is really terrible. Wait, is that, is that the end of the, the show? The very end? Yeah. 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 And um, the CG in it. That's throughout the whole series. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah. But they go for this Lord of the Rings thing. Mm-hmm. I think I think Buffy, this must have been about 2000, 2002. Yeah. And Lord of the Rings might have just come out. And you can see they try to go for it. 2003. Like give it this really epic... Mm. kind of feel in this last battle and it just felt so out of place for Buffy because Buffy's always been like monster of the week like her kicking six vampires ass in a graveyard you know mm-hmm. it's very low key um, and they tried to just take it up to this other level that felt very jarring not ready for but it. anyway that show had done was done by that stage I think it was um, done a bit earlier I, yeah. I, I bounced after um Six, right? For not, yeah, where where it changed networks. And because the, Ash and I were talking about that mm. and how the tonal change, there was a big tonal change. I can't speak on that because I watched half an episode afterwards. And then it's not as back. big as you think. Yeah. Um, but 
there's some elements where it goes a little bit further mm. than it mm. did previously. It was the, just it was a good ending that that previous season. Yeah, it was a good great season, solid finale. Yeah, a good way to just tie it off. I think. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, let's get into the news. The what news. do we got up first, Connor? All right. So this week we have uh, our number one story is Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk is about to receive one of the largest seventy mil releases uh, in twenty five years. The largest. Which is, it is the largest. That's the story. <laughs> Sorry. Love it. Um, Love it. Bring on that seventy mil. Hell yeah. I saw Titanic uh, about a week ago on 70 mil. It's a fantastic experience. Um, it really adds to that cinema experience, I think. Um, I, I, I do have to ask you, do you think that how much of it is is you going in thinking like I'm watching 70 mil and being a bit of a hipster about it? Um, definitely. 100%. 100%. Definitely. <laughs> but you know what? You get the artifacts in the, in the, um, in the image. So like a digital um, projection will be notes perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, you won't get any um, blemishes or anything. But um, with 70 mil or celluloid, you know, you get those speckles on the screen and, it, and it's actually kind of moving a little bit um, up and down. So it gives it, it is a different viewing experience. Um, and I think it, it's there's there is a reason why it's hanging around because it adds it's it's a better experience in my opinion. I miss watching celluloid. Um, this I mean, whenever I hear this, I kind of think about people that really enjoy um, listening to records. Yeah, and I'm like, I mean, yes, there is a sound to that, but, but it's also the experience. Like with a record, you can't skip to track five. You're what you're listening to an album. Yeah. So it's it's the it's an experiential thing. That I think that's kind of where I'm going with the the 70 mil thing. Yeah, in all seriousness, I I was just getting there. I I think um the differences with film and 70 millimeter especially are very apparent and they really stand out and change the experience quite a lot. Um and it's it's not just a oh, I like watching film like you go in not not knowing you're watching film and just be like that film looked really that, that movie looked really different it was, it was really mm. gorgeous for some reason it's not as bright as well I was gonna say there's a different in color yeah there's a richness there's a density um it's it, it's it's different the aspect ratio is completely different yeah in some cases um uh, I feel like you can you can mimic that in in digital oh yeah you can you can slap on a vintage um color grade or whatever but yeah. it's not going to be the same it's not going to be real it's not going to be that analog but i think that's where, where it comes into the the fact that you're going into a cinema thinking i'm watching film because ultimately if if i put a digital um uh in front of you and a film in front of you one of which has been color graded no, to look no, like film no you don't, no, think, I don't no, think so you'd 100 percent tell the difference yeah you can okay absolutely it's it's not the same. I mean, there's a reason there's a reason why film is so great. There's a reason why um, you know if you watch a film like Seven, the the grading they did on that was analog. They used they dipped the film in chemicals to change the look of it. You know, it is, there's something about that analogness that yeah. has <laughs> an X factor. Um, yeah. I come from an, a bit of an audio background. You know, a lot of old timers used to record on tape, and it has a sound. Analog mm. has a sound. Um, in a lot of ways, it's 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 a better it's a better experience. Yeah, we just had the Hateful Eight uh, was it last year, year before. Um, yeah, a while back now. That was uh, on seventy mil release yeah, here, big which release. was, and that was the first. That was certainly the first kind of new release film in a long yeah, time to be. Yeah. Well, a lot of cinemas like had to bring in either like 
back up from the basement bringing their uh, yeah. projectors yeah. or or rent or buy new ones. Mm. But I think cinemas know that they, you know, that people are watching at blockbusters at home. Um, people are watching Netflix now. There's so much content to be consumed at home. What's bringing you into the cinema and these kind of special experiences watching on 70 mil will bring in the crowds. And I think that's where the model's going. Mm. Well, Tarantino himself and the Weinsteins, I think actually installed uh, 70 millimeter projectors, projectors uh, all over America for the hateful eight. And now it's cool to see other films taking advantage of that. Hell yeah. And then the trailer dropped as well in bundled with this. Um, I, I saw it uh, when we were watching homecoming. Mm. Um, I think this film just on my gut reaction, I think the spectacles there, but I'm just not sure if the characters are there. I don't know if Killian Murphy or Tom Hardy will be utilized. I don't know if they're going to get enough because Nolan is such a plot centric director and I'm not seeing any, characters in this i'm seeing more of an overall grand scale plot thing and will i be emotionally invested in this story i'm not sure my my main concern with this one is going to be uh pacing i think i feel like this will have a drag in it no 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 see that's what i'm really excited for beyond anything because i'm not really into war films um i go on and off with nolan a bit but this movie is about 100 minutes long i think which blows my mind for it's a Nolan movie. I can't wait to see what he shortest. does. Is yeah. it really 100, only 100 minutes? Yeah, yeah, I, which is so exciting. I can't wait to see what he does That's with... That's insane. Because like, his last couple have been hey, hey, too long. Yeah, Re- like Interstellar was like two and a half hours. Really? Um, so cool. And also just going on the war film thing, is Nolan's come out and said that this is more of a suspense thriller as mm. opposed to a war film. So you're not going to get a, um, you know, Saving Private Ryan, D-Day, yeah, yeah. Bloodbath. I just mean as a setting. Definitely, um, definitely. Really. But yeah, yeah, listen, I'm I'm glad they're doing this. Is he doing IMAX for this? Uh, he probably is. I mean, he's yeah. an I- yeah. IMAX fiend. Um, and to follow up from this, uh, a little bit later in the show, we'll, George will be doing his top three uh, Nolan films, so required viewing. Yeah, like the beginner's guide to Nolan. Yeah, so uh, we'll be able to critique him on that. It's for all you people yeah. out there who've never seen a Nolan film. Yeah, was yeah. That, when you first mentioned it, I was like, oh, for the, those people that don't know who Nolan is. Well, maybe I should do the obscure Nolan films then. Maybe I'm going to change my list right now. Whoa. Whoa. On the fly. <laughs> um, all right, moving on. Uh, our next story is Matt Reeves talks about the uh, upcoming Batman films. Lots so, of stuff he said this week. Yeah, he, Films. He, what? What? <laughs> Who would have thought? Let's, let's go from the top. Matt Reeves rules. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the man as far as I'm concerned. I'm pumped for Planet of the Apes. I'm glad he was the guy chosen to take over from Affleck. Mm. Um, I forgot he, Affleck was even yeah, directing. Yeah, yeah, Do you think this point. is better or worse than having Affleck at the helm? Better. Uh, better. He's a better director. <laughs> um, Affleck's last film Arced. Which one? Was I didn't last see that. Was it the Live by Night? Live by Night. Yeah, yeah everyone oh, right. hated that. That bombed so did hard. You, it's did crazy. you see it? Yeah. Poor Affleck. No, I didn't. Why <laughs> I, do you know it sucked? I, I saw. I saw parts of it. But I think oh, it no, bombed no, no. because people aren't into gangster films. I, I think if yeah. this had came out in 1994, people would have loved it. This, I, I, gangster I feel like, films were big. I feel like I think there's plenty of examples to fly in the face of that. I think there's gangster films that have done well lately, and I think there's gangster films. I can't that think have done, of one. Uh, I can't think of any either. But, <laughs> but no, I think but, this is more a marketing issue than an actual like bad film. And that's when I read up about this film, and this is a bit w- a while ago. Um, that was the main criticism that I saw coming no, out no, was no, that no, there's no. a massive marketing failure on this. I didn't watch the whole film. I've seen parts of it. It's definitely a bad film problem. From from parts of it, yeah. 
I mean, don't act like you can't watch the scene of a movie and be like, oh, this is, a, <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> um, and from the reviews I've read, apparently it was just a bit of a, a bit of a shit fest. Yeah, right. Um, that and, sucks because he was the he Affleck was like he was on a roll. He was on a roll and a half, and it was a big comeback for him because he was a joke for a while there. Yeah, uh, in the mid two thousands or whatever. But um, I I've actually never I don't like him as an actor particularly, and I, I'm really not very fond of him as a director. Like I, I like his films. I think they're solid, and I think that's as good as they are. Do you like the and town? I, I get love a lot of praise. I think the town's really town's good. Town's by far his best film. Gone I Girl. Think. I didn't. No, he didn't direct that. Either. Um, oh, sorry, Gone Baby um, Gone. Gone Baby Gone. Yeah. yeah, Gone Baby Gone. I. Is my favorite, I think. Um, and I think it's kind of gone down from there. I I didn't like Argo very much, and that film had so much praise heaped on it. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, Argo, fuck yourself. It's pretty by the numbers. Yeah, Argo, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the big the big news out of this is is that he's talking about doing a trilogy. Um, I say big news as if you know shock and awe. He's uh he's doing a trilogy. Well, I mean, he's just Mary's is just capping off a trilogy, so no wonder he's he's like, I could do another three films yeah. now. And I can say these things, and people like me. Yeah, and they're probably <laughs> and they will going pay to me, me to do more of these films. Yeah. Um, I'll be interested to see if if the DCU has three Batman films in it. I um, think it does. I think they want to make like a million Batman. I know. Yeah. I know they. I want think the world's to. like make more Wonder Woman. And they're like, what, no, let's make a lot of Batman. Yeah. What DC wants to do, and what DC has been able to do, have been two completely different things. No, DC wants to make Batman. I'm talking about DC films, DC comics. All they want to do is Batman. That's all they ever do. How many Batman films are there? By far the most out of any character in the DC. Out of any character? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so many Batman movies. Like, of all this, this, these characters, these amazing characters they have, what are they? There's, I mean, there's a lot of Superman movies in, in the old days, but there's one now, one modern one, and there's already, like, we've had three different Batman in recent, no, five different Batman? Jesus Christ. I can't keep up. Yeah. So what do we had? We had the Nolan trilogy. We had in our Batman lifetime. v Superman. Oh, in our lifetime, yeah. In our yeah. lifetime, there was oh, Keaton, yeah. Kilmer, Clooney. Oh, sensing a, a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bale, Affleck. Bale. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're getting but, more. Yeah. But uh, I, listen, I think Matt Reeves, I think he's a natural extension to take over from Nolan. Because mm. Nolan, I really loved his films, but um, uh, the Rises film, I don't know if that was the. That. It was a bad film. It wasn't bad. I just it think was. it was. It was the beginning of Nolan's kind of little bit of a downturn mm. um, from it, Inception. It was yeah. It, the the first two certainly the Dark Knight are on some real special level. Yeah, definitely it doesn't get anywhere near that. I love Batman Begins. I think people sour on that and talk about the third act being a mess, mm. which maybe it is. But I really love the origin story in that. I love how much it changed the game. Mm. Uh, and I still think it holds up. Definitely. Yeah. But I, I'll, I'll be honest. I I have a love-hate relationship with that trilogy because I think that I, I blame that for the DC's current yeah, style. Yeah, I'm sure. Because, it's reactionary. Yeah, because... Um, uh, oh, God, I can't think of his name now. Fuck. <laughs> the guy that did uh, The Death and Return of Superman, the internet video. Max Landis. Max Landis, thank you. Um, Max Landis did a really good uh, video about how um, when the studios saw how successful the dark and gritty um, uh, Nolan films were, they're like, we can take this and push it to a new level. And that's, I mean, the Dark Knight is as dark as Batman should go. Like that's that's the the dark and gritty side of Batman. And yeah, they, that was and, still PG-13. 
Oh yeah, but I mean, Batman really shouldn't go beyond that. I like, don't know. We should not see an R-rated Batman. Like, I don't I just, know. I think I have that'd be no awesome. desire for that. I think that'd be so cool. I mean, it's. Just, I don't think we need it. I thought they accomplished everything about the character they needed to with the Dark Knight. I just want yeah. to see blood. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just so, want to see Batman machine gunning people. Yeah. So that'll be good. Oh, wait, DC wait, had we this formula. Have. DC had this formula where they're like, "Fuck! If we go gritty, if we go dark, yeah. that equals money." And they pushed it too far, which is why we have the current Man iteration of, of the DCEU. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Man of Steel was a Nolan produced film as well and then i think they reverse engineered the dceu around that film mm-hmm. and now it's going in its whole other direction with Zack snyder mm-hmm. well i mean Zack snyder directed man of steel <laughs> but i feel i feel like it was different i feel man like he of, was trying is, to mimic nolan's style a bit more in that man of steel was very much batman begins yeah with superman yeah. Um, yeah and now they're kind of spinning off into other crazy directions yeah but anyway let's talk a little bit more about matt reeves before moving on he said an interesting quote here where he said, I would be lying if I could tell you that the arcs of apes was already planned out because it wasn't. So he's referring to the, the apes trilogy here. It's one of those things where that character was so potent and the possibility was embedded from the beginning. But exactly how we've got from A to Z is not something that existed. I love this. Mm. I really, really love this. And I think we talked about it last week while I was talking with you guys off mic. Um about how the apes films kind of felt like they were just trying to nail and execute that film mm. on its own accord. Mm. And then they would figure out the sequel. Yeah. And I think that has been the success. Yeah. Um, but this, this for me kind of freaks me out a little bit simply because we're talking about a shared universe here. Like this kind of quote would never fly in a Marvel shared universe because everything is connected. Everything is well thought out you know, what happens, you know, five movies back affects what happens in movie now. Yeah, but at the same time, they're making it up as they go. Just like every other franchise. And it's refreshing to hear them be honest about that. It depends on how far you move back. Like, everyone's just making it up as they go. I think people, I think they're making it up more as they go than we think. Absolutely. Like, we give Feige a lot of credit. And, you know, he's doing a great job. But, come on, if you actually go back to, like, some phase one stuff, you'd be like, this, what? This clearly they have no idea what direction they're taking. I think this. they more have like, like for example, in Homecoming, they want to put in damage control. Mm. That's a point. Okay, we want to hit that, but how it weaves into the overall story, maybe that kind of goes on its own course. Yeah, I don't know. When I when I watch a Marvel film, at least nowadays, I feel like, um, and not to their detriment or anything, but I feel like it's planned. Like this is meant to be here. And maybe you're right about the first couple of phase films, but I mean. Now we're what four or five films into the DCEU? Uh, yeah, four, four. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's you know the that is not a liberty that they have at this point. I I I think it's good. I think for Batman especially, you can just kind of wing it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, very excited, on. very excited for that one though. Um, oh yeah, memories. Staying in the realm of uh, superhero films, um, there's been. Some a buzz lately um, around a new kid-friendly Fantastic Four reboot um, that is a, apparently in the works. I, Josh, I don't know Josh what that Trank means. Coming back to uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he just he's patched things up with the studio yeah. and ready for that second. So do you chance. know do you know what it means by in the works? Like is that it's a rumor. just yeah they're just talking about the possibility of it happening, right? I mean they're always talking about this one. Um, and I think we've put this in here because it's an interesting uh, franchise. Uh, Fox have cocked up two sets of um, uh, I- iterations. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to just 
follow the trials and tribulations of a team that is kind of workshopping the Fantastic Four <laughs> over the years. Just every, like it's like it must just go down to the bottom <laughs> rung. It's like all right, we're gonna sit on this for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. See what you can come up with. Do you what, think there's a good movie in there? I think you can absolutely make a good Fantastic. You make a good know, movie. Out you of know it. what? What we might to. save for another uh, episode is we'll we'll give our individual pitches for what we think. Yeah, that'd the be Fantastic good. Four film mm-hmm. should be. I like that. I think you've got to get a little meta with it. You've got to deconstruct it because, you know, stretchy arm guy, invisible girl, human torch. These, um, they're very, very standard. They're very stuck in the 60s. Um, Radiation, that kind of like retro thing. And it's hard to do it now because that doesn't really connect. And that's been the problem. That was a problem with all the fantastic film. Uh, Fantastic Four films because they've always kind of just been a bit like in a bit of a nothing. Well, yeah, with the with the um, the original films, not not the Corman one from the nineties, but with the the Chris Evans era yeah, ones, yeah. they played it very straight, and I think that's probably the best they did with it. Then with the um, most recent one, they tried to deconstruct it, and that went off the rails like crazy. This newest one that looks like they're doing something very different again. They supposedly going very kid-friendly with it. Um, and it's going to focus on uh, Reed Richards and Susan Storm's kids. Okay. Um, Franklin and Valeria. And it's going to have the thing in Human Torch with them. And there's just kind of no word on uh, Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman, if they're even going to be part of this. That, that sounds like uh, it's at least it's flipping and it's on its head a little bit and yeah. doing something a the, little bit different. The inspiration that keeps getting cited is The Incredibles, which is the best Fantastic Four movie you're ever going to get. Yeah. Um, hundred so, percent. Fuck. I guess. Yeah. Go for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Anyway, the draft's being written by uh, Seth Graham Smith, who uh, is he's the author of the novels Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. So interesting pick. Yeah, I quite liked Abraham Lincoln Vampire <laughs> Hunter. It yeah. was. Uh, I remember that day very clearly, um, and I remember him riding the horses, the CG <laughs> horses. I know. I remember watching it, going like, "This guy should make a Fantastic Four movie." <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Connor what do you think about a Fantastic Four film I uh, I, uh, I don't care to be honest I, th- I just don't think it's a property that I mean we've mentioned this before this is something that should be locked in a vault for about 10 years mm. I don't know why this is something that people think has relevance now not just in, in terms of you know subject matter but just there are so many other superheroes and properties to work on, and and or even not, not if you're on. Fox Studios. <laughs> then you've got X Men and this. Um, Make it work. Yeah, I just I don't think that it would have to be something completely different. Like they've tried essentially the same thing twice. I think the first half of the Josh Trank one. I've said this before. Was really really impressive. And the second half was crushingly bad. Um, I think if they had made, if they had stayed, like stayed the course, whatever the expression is, um, remained on course for that first half, that could have been a really cool film. A seven out of ten, eight out of ten kind from, of film. From the moment we saw the origin of the line, it's clobbering time, as Ben Gribb's older brother tried to beat him up. <laughs> I'm like, don't, I, don't I know, mention the I know, bit as the kids. I know what this don't, movie is, and it's the fucking worst. Yeah. <laughs> don't mention the the intro. All right? <laughs> don't mention not, the intro. You're not supposed to do that. Despite the fact that it's in the first half, which <laughs> is amazing, right? The, the bit when they're like 30 year old 
guys at a <laughs> children's science fair or something? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What was happening in that? That was oh, quite bizarre. And, and they, they, they made that thing disappear to another dimension. Yeah, yeah. And they was like, well, that's, you, you have failed at this science experiment. How is that not amazing? They made a thing disappear. Anyway. Man, that movie is so bad. Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> some more uh, comic book news. Yay, stretching it this news. week. Um, Samuel L. Jackson is going to be coming, or is reportedly coming back as Nick Fury for Captain Marvel. What? This is crazy. <laughs> I, this is cool. We haven't seen him in a while since uh, what Age of Ultron. Yeah, why? In which wh- he had a small role. Uh, he retired. Yeah, but that's not cool. <laughs> I, get, I get confused. Well, with like, like, how many people retire and come back two episodes later? Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> yeah, I, I get confused about you know the order that movies came out in. Um, it goes by year and date. <laughs> Thank you, George. <laughs> Massive help to have him. Um, You're stealing my bit, man. <laughs> um, what was I going to ask? Man, you fucked you it get, up, George. You get confused about the it, order it the movies It definitely wasn't going to be something insightful, so we can probably move on. You, uh, no, I was just going to wonder, because uh, uh, he was in... Winter Soldier came out before Age of Ultron, didn't mm-hmm. it? Okay, yeah. That's, that was my confusion. Yeah. That's mm-hughm. it. <laughs> oh, there we <laughs> Nothing go. overly exciting. Um, so is he gonna, uh, Captain Marvel's coming out after Avengers three and before Avengers four. Avengers four, yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah, which so, means if he's only returning for that, I would have thought he would have come back for the next Avengers film. He's back in there. So he's back in three. He's confirmed to be in the oh. in Infinity oh, well, War. Of course, everyone's in Infinity War. Okay, cool. Well, name a Marvel, name a Marvel cool. character there in there. But uh, I think I think this is cool. I would like to see him in a kind of a. Like stronger supporting role again. Yeah, like, I really liked him in Winter Soldier. Yeah, and his kind of enhanced role in that. Um, and it's you know just more Sam Jackson's always good. Yeah, and Captain Marvel. All eyes are on that first female-led uh, solo Marvel film about bloody time. Uh, hopefully, it's a uh, it's it's a good one. Wouldn't it be amazing if it's the one bad film in the MCU? That would oh. suck. It's like it's not even bad, it's just like r- ridiculously below average. <laughs> no, no, I mean like like just horrendously. Like it's like Fantastic Four. <laughs> Holy fuck. It's <laughs> the beginning of the end. I, imagine that. And then Avengers Force sucks. And, and then just, we're like, I no have one, no meaning in my life. Anymore. No one makes a female led movie ever <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Like all Wonder Woman movies fuck. get cancelled. Everyone DCEU that, like, yeah. pulls the plug <laughs> on everyone. <laughs> Did you see what happened to Captain Marvel? Did you see? Gal Gadot's just, just quiet a, in his Just paper. a bunch of people <laughs> rocking back and forth. We were so close. Uh, uh, hopefully well, that doesn't happen. But yeah, hopefully, yeah it's, hopefully it's the best. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. It's time for. Go on. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to get in there, boys. Come on. <laughs> what is it time for? Don't make it. No, don't make it. Don't make it weird. <laughs> I don't even know what it's time for, so I can't um, help. We're pulling up trailer time. Trailer time. Trailer <laughs> time. So we got three trailers this Why do you week. Make me hate myself. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, look, we've actually got two. Why do you why do you hate me hate myself? What did you say? That's why so do you good. make me hate myself? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we've actually got two, but we wanted to talk about a third one that we didn't have a chance to talk on the podcast over the last like six months. We had um, a chance, we just didn't want to. We just said no. Nah. It just flew under the radar for us, and we'd like to bring it up now. Because mm. um, it hasn't been talked about. And that trailer um, is. No, no, we're not gonna start with it. Ugh. We'll finish it on it. <laughs> build it up like that. And <laughs> it gives intrigue to so people like mm. Little, 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 little sizzle on the stake. Yeah. Clickbait. Scold to mm. the bottom of the blog article before you get the juicy story. I took story. a marketing course once. <laughs> um, 
No, the first is the new Geostorm trailer. Geostorm. Uh, we talked about this uh, probably about a month or two back when the first one came out. Yeah. It was a pretty unanimous decision that this was sh- going to be shit. I was on board. Yeah, I, was no, I, th- I think it looks Oh, you were pretty- on board. I was, I was. Oh, you're a shitty person. I um, think it looks guys, like fantastically <laughs> stupid. I'm kind of into that. I'm, I am very much over the big disaster films. Um, I just get so bored during them. I, do, I don't think that there is... Uh, Inconsequential CGI miss. Well, yeah, that. But also the, the plot is just, it's literally running away from things. Mm. And I get very bored by that if it's just, I mean, I know I just described the uh, plot to Mad Max, which is possibly one of my favorite films of all time. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it needs to have a, it needs to have some other ingredients in it, there. It has to have something, and it, I, I mean, think this one. Gerard does. Butler is not it, <laughs> and Gerard Butler is not it. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you why. Oh, the tech in this man, the tech. <laughs> it's just out. Of, it's just amazing. Which is why you're interested <laughs> I'm in it. Amazed. I'm so into it. This is the future. So we're looking future. into the future. But this is like humanity. the most basic of sci-fi grabs. <laughs> Show you a bit of cool tech, and then fuck everything else. So the trailer opens with the line along the lines of. Uh, we have satellites that have stopped all natural disasters, and I pray that that is the only explanation given <laughs> to that technology in the film. I really think that'd be awesome. I, yeah. uh, I, I I'm I'm on board with this. I thought this trailer sucked. Really? I really liked the first one a lot more because it was so self serious. Remember, it had that song, yeah, that was yeah. Really brooding, and and I think when you're gonna do a big, big, crazy, dumb sci-fi action thing, it should take itself really seriously, and then it might be a bit of fun. But this is trying to be funny, yeah. trying to be fun, and I'm like, oh, this looks. I think this movie actually did the self-title thing. Like he said, it's going to be a geostorm. He said the thing. Look, this, yeah. this movie, it, it was a, a bit of a dumb, potentially for some people, entertaining mess before when you're talking about that serious trailer. It, for people that enjoy that kind of destruction shit, sweet. But it's trying to be more than it is. Like it's trying to be this quirky, funny, sci-fi interesting and it's clearly a reaction to the first trailer mm. i think they know we've got to mix it up a little bit marketing department let's whip up something a little funnier it had the more of a rock and roll kind of song rock and or roll mm. and if the marketing <coughs> department is listening just stop no just release a trailer that makes this movie look like every genre like just one at a time <laughs> go through the genres and you'll just keep hitting people uh, i'm i'm on board I'm, I don't want to watch I, it ever. I, I, yeah, I, this is... <laughs> I mean, I think about the movies that I haven't wanted to watch uh, previously in this year, so like Transformers and Pirates of the Caribbean, which ended up being my most hated films. But at least they elicited some level of strong emotion, I guess. What? Like, this hate. one... <laughs> yeah, hate Well, yeah, you. exactly, hate. But at least it's... At least I feel something. <laughs> this makes me feel so dead inside. Yeah. yeah I, like the I prospect know that feeling of seeing well. this film. It's the Gerard Butler effect. The yeah. GB. <laughs> Got a bit of GB today. It's not even Gerard. I'll be honest. It's not even Gerard Butler. It's I literally the, Butler. the whole premise of this film. It's the whole, we're going to go capture the president of the United States. And, and the president is Andy Garcia. Fuck yes. That was <laughs> awesome. I have that no issues good, with yeah. the casting in this film. Like it's, it's, it is, it's such a small thing to me at this point. It's, it's the fact that- Who's I, the Aussie girl in this? Um, she was in Sucker Punch. Abby Cornish. Abby Cornish. Nice to see her. She's great, yeah. Around. I, I, she, she deserves a lot better. Yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah, look, this, this film is so, I just, I'm not excited for this film. It, it, it yeah. Bring on the Geostorm, I say. Geostorm.
Um, the other trailer that's come out is uh, a movie that looks good, but a trailer that um, I guess it was good. Just doesn't give us much to talk about. Uh, the new Atomic Blonde trailer. Um, Female John Wick, Jane Wick. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I'm I'm down for. Yeah, I mean, if this uh, look, to be honest, if this is of the quality of John Wick, fuck yeah. Yeah, I, um, I'm in agreement. I love Sharice Theron. I love well, um, who? What? Sharice? Who's that? How do you pronounce her name? Charlize. Sh- well, we're not all South African, right? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all my good dog, Charlize. <laughs> Actually, her pronouncing her name like in, in properly is improperly. Properly is amazing. Anyways, <laughs> sorry, uh, I'm being a douchebag. Right now. I, uh, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it was because I was talking uh, about Fantastic Four before. You eyeballed me so hard. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Like, fuck you. This is like when it, you get onto some of your rants sometimes. And yeah, I, and then you know what? I come I and I bring it around. I bring it around, and you're like, oh, yeah, I see, I see your face. But like, yeah. As it starts out, I can see you yeah. trying to figure out what you're talking about. Of course. Yeah. It's, no, like, it's, just, it's, it's like pushing a, something down a hill and just like help it trying to guide it. Like it's going. It's Do we going. go left? Do we go right? This is happening. There's no way I'm stopping it at this point. Um, What's the odds that this is um, a, a shared universe? Is this on the same Atomic production Blonde. company as um, John, John Wick? Wick? What? That is the most. <laughs> I don't even know. That's, that's such an out of left field. No, this is based on a graphic novel or something, I think. Oh, damn. Yeah. What a shame. Mm. That would have been cool. Look, I'm excited to see the film. Um, uh, what I was going to say is it's got. Um, what is it? Charlize? Sherry Stearns. <laughs> oh, um, my. And James McAvoy. Um, both of whom I your clone. Yes, James McAvoy. He was cloned from you. (laughs) (laughs) An accelerated in age. Uh, yeah. Look, I don't. I don't know if you guys have any strong opinions about this. Nope. I don't. Trailer. (laughs) Nothing to say about this. Yeah, I have very little to say. I think it it could be a cool action flick. The only thing I have to say about this film is that I didn't want to talk about it today. Yeah. (laughs) Really stretching it today. Um, the. Here we go. The film Other you were talking about. What? What is that it? That was actually released like six months ago, but we haven't had a chance to talk about or haven't had the will to talk about um, is the Lego Ninjago trailer. Hell yeah. <laughs> We've talked a lot about how we're all massive fans of the Lego franchise um, and how Lego has consistently come out with excellent films where we did not expect them to come out with those that caliber of film. Um, and I've got to be honest, when I first heard that they were doing an Ninjago, um, movie, I, I, I doubted. It just bounced again, right off me. I was like, Ninjago is like fidget spinners or something. It just yeah. it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I don't think <laughs> I ever even, analogy. yeah, I'd never even actually bothered to watch the trailer until the other day I saw it on the big screen. I'm like, this looks hilarious. This yeah. looks exactly like the other two. Yeah. And it looks of the caliber of the other two. And like the design and the CG. Oh, man. All those big mech suits are fucking Jeez, awesome. they look incredible. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I wondered to myself, like, why did I ever doubt? Like, what, what could have led me to doubt? Like, they've, they haven't failed on a delivery yet. You just didn't trust in yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's cool to see them kind of step away from the existing characters and franchises yeah. and yeah. do and it's something a little more original. Yeah. Um, and to see it still look pretty cool. I'm a hundred percent in agreement. I think mm. this looks fantastic. The level of detail in these cities and um, the the landscapes. Uh, Ninjago was something that I just didn't give a shit about. 
but I'm so on board and I'm ready for it. I think with this film, this can officially become a shared universe technically as yeah. well. Because there's three unrelated films set in the same same yeah. world. Yeah. And yeah. that Leloyd that joke really got me laughing. Leloyd, <laughs> 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 I named you. <laughs> I mean, I ruined your life. I wasn't even there. <laughs> Wait, that's coming out soon, right? Like September. Hell yeah. Bring it on. Bring but it. I, there's been next to no marketing for this film. It'll ramp up. Yeah. It'll go crazy, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, start spamming Lego Batman was everywhere. It was, but I felt like that was there was more of a ramp up. Like, I mean, this is a couple months away. Like, this should be... Remember seeing that Lego Batman bus? I think we you talked about it in the review. Mm. On the, the, the decaled bus or whatever, the advertising bus. Yeah. And just seeing this fuck off yellow sign saying Lego Batman being like, that's yeah. coming out soon. That's, that's the thing <laughs> that, that exists. Totally that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Those are the trailers. Trailer that's time about. is done. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into a couple of the newer segments. Um, first of which is we wanted to talk about what happened, or sorry, what had what came out seven point five years ago. We've probably got to think of a catchier title. <laughs> seven no, and a half del- years ago. <laughs> and a better delivery. You should deliver it like that every time, I think. Is the way. Um, Actually, can we use doing... that, just that clip? Yeah, yeah. Just play it just every time. Just fly it in every episode. <laughs> yeah. Maybe put some music behind it. Sweet. Um, no, look, we just wanted to... Uh, reminisce. Reminisce. A little retrospective for you. Yeah. What came out 7.5 years ago, it was Daybreakers. Not a film I've seen, so... <laughs> Very, very cool film by the Spirit Brothers, Australian directors. Um, they did a cool little indie horror film before this called... The name escapes me right now, but it got a lot of buzz. We'll, we'll look up the name um, so we can kind of qualify this and sound sure. like we're You're the one talking, surely you should look it up. <laughs> um, no, my hands <laughs> Don't are... Don't put that on my, us. My hands are by my side right now. I, I can't move them. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I love this film. It is very B movie. Mm. It's a small budget. Yeah. Um, but it's got Sam Neill, um, and a bunch of other people. <laughs> Ethan Hawke, Will Ethan Defoe. Hawke. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sam oh, Neill yeah. in a very small yeah, role. Right. Are you that's talking right. about Undead? <laughs> Undead. Or, uh, Undead. Oh, they're doing Saw Legacy. Yep. Mm. Um, and uh, it kind of revolves around vampires and it gives it... Kind a, of very much revolves around kind vampires. Kind of possibly. <laughs> it's kind of the entire premise of the film. <laughs> but it's done in a way where the vampires kind of coexist in a society. Um, mm. But the, the the scale of the film is so small that you never really see the society. Yeah. Uh, which I, I love. But there's there's some... there's the It's cool. It's imaginative. It's a cool premise. Yeah. It's a future where vampires have essentially taken over as the dominant species on Earth. Yep. And they they farm humans for blood like we farm cattle. Yeah, and it's pretty gruesome stuff. But it, it's kind of an interesting natural conclusion to vampire law. Yeah, and then like people like go to blood banks and and buy blood, mm. and there's a then it, there's it feels a shortage. Like, it feels like a future to the Blade films or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's not anything. It's not anything incredible. But I I think if you're searching for a, a sci-fi horror B-movie, something fun, 100 minutes or so, High just to chuck on. sort of. Yeah. Um, this is a highly, highly enjoyable film. Um, I'm, I might even chuck it on this afternoon. It's a good-looking um, yeah. movie too. Oh, it looks so really good. The gorgeous. grading, like mm. it has a very cool, lots of blues. Um it's it, it's it's a great looking film. When as as it should in a vampire film, when you see the sun, it really hits you. Yeah, cool. And uh, bring on the Spirit Brothers. Um, they're doing Soul Legacy. I'm, Speaking of them, did you guys enjoy Predestination? 
Loved Predestination. Yeah, really enjoyed yeah. that film. I think Absolutely it. loved it. So it's a real good one to watch twice. Uh, oh, yeah. Almost oh. in quick succession. Yep. You get a very different experience both times. Very, very different experience. Yeah. I would I would definitely chuck that as a recommendation as well, actually. Yeah. Um, and hopefully Saw Legacy is pretty decent because... Um, it won't be. Well, you know what? <laughs> it's, a, it's a Saw film. It's, if it's a it's, Saw film about, about vampires and time travel, then Oh, actually, then no, maybe. I take it back. <laughs> I want to play a game. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, cool. uh, that's what came out 7.5 years ago. Moving on, we promised George was going to give his beginner's guide to Nolan or his top three Nolan. Top three Nolan. So Nolan's got Dunkirk coming out soon. Um, he was, um, he's one of my favorite directors and, um, I'm just going to give you my top three picks for in order, right? Um, in an order. In an order. <laughs> I'm going to just say them. I'm going to do them in the in order they came out in his filmography. Um, so, I feel like that defeats the purpose of a top three list. This is more of a primer. <laughs> like as in I'm going to say the three films um, that you should watch from his filmography in the years like and okay. chronologically yeah, no, go really, through. That's them. the order you should watch them if, you, if you're kind of studying your direction. Yeah, exactly. So um, the obvious choice here, if you haven't seen this, like go and get it right now. Memento. Um this is well. This is the film that put uh, Nolan on the map. This was his second film, um, starring Guy Pearce. Very interesting editing and um, um, the way the story is told, because the character has a form of amnesia um, and memory loss, um, and the film is kind of told in a backwards, reverse chronological way and intercut with um, a black and white sequence that's happening in a linear fashion. Mm. So it sounds very complicated and and it is kind of jarring, but there are these little points in the film where you see little bookends meet up between these segments. And um, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. There's no other film that I've really seen to have this kind of editing style other than maybe like Run, Lola, Run or... Mm. Um, yeah. It's so rare to find a film that effectively does something new. Not just with like plot or I mean we can talk about um unique, you know, stories and stuff, which is which is fine. Um, but you no know, like really does something new with filmmaking. Yeah, like the medium of film. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this is one of the only ones that I can think in recent history that has really done something that is um without it being super experimental. Well, and this is why I say effectively. Like, I mean, there's a lot of people doing some weird shit with film that you're like just like fine, that's great. You're doing your little experimental shit, yeah. but that's that's not really entertainment as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. That's experimentation. I agree. This was entertaining through a very new way of doing film. Yeah, yeah. Like his later film Inception, I think it's still easy enough to follow while still being you know sort of high minded in its own yeah. way, and it, it's disorientating for sure. It kind of effectively captures his uh, amnesia uh, state, um, but you can still tell what's happening in the film and it really has when it all comes together at the end when you figure out the whole when you put it all together it's quite the, the gut punch yeah i agree mm. um okay uh the second film i'm gonna go is something a little controversial i'm gonna go the prestige um one of my favorite nolan films um it's not one that's very well known he did this in between batman begins and the dark knight 
I mean, he's kind of always done a, a film in between the Batman f- trilogy that he pumped out. And this was an opportunity for him to get out of that big studio system, flex his muscles with a smaller budget. Um, and it's an amazing story. It revolves around magicians and and this rivalry between Christian Bale and, and Hugh Jackman and then these two magicians trying to one-up each other. Batman v. Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, um, to my great shame, this is uh, a movie that has for a very long time been on my list, but I have not gotten to yet. And I still need to see it. Great shame. Um, I've just realized this is the first Nolan film I ever saw. Okay, yeah. And uh, I think it really is kind of a good introduction to his style. So, so you saw this before you saw Batman Begins? Yeah, never saw that at the cinema. That was that was kind of a low-key yeah. movie in its own way. It was a real slow burn because this huh. was right after the, the Clooney film tanked that franchise hard. Yeah. Uh, so I, I remember being like, oh, there's a new Batman. And you, and you look at the box office for that, it made like $380 million. Mm. And really? if that happened today, it'd be like, you <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Nolan never makes another film. Um, but yeah, Prestige, awesome, awesome movie. Really cool. Another kind of mystery that you yeah. kind of put together as it goes. And uh, it goes to some weird places. And yeah. It's very cool. And Bowie's great in it, playing oh, Nikola yes. Tesla. Yeah. Um, it's got a suit. It's got like this kind of... Early nineteenth century um, steampunky kind of style, almost. Mm, mm. It it's it, it it very closely gets into that steampunk realm. Um, yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out. Nolan's films often have a time travel element, and this one um, does in the way it so, just intercuts. Well, don't, don't ruin anything. I'm not ruining anything. It's just in the in the way he tells the story. Okay, it's very interesting. Um, so yeah, that's my number two pick, and then my number three pick. Um, my favorite Nolan film and a favorite for a lot of people is Inception 2010 sci-fi extravaganza. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed with this film in 2010. The world was obsessed with yeah. this film yeah. in 2010. This, I mean, this is sometimes you come out of a film and I don't even know how to describe the, the feeling of, of watching a near perfect film. Mm. Like this for me was, was it. And for the like at the time, it just captures it captured everyone's imagination. Um, I I remember I had just started working at the cinema that we all worked at together then, and um, I just remember this surge of excitement from the general public about this film. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Inception. I'm sure most people have seen it. If you haven't seen it. What, what are you doing? Um, Why well, you listen to us when you could be watching yeah. Inception? So this is this is really interesting because you mentioned your list before we started, and you've yeah. actually switched it in the meantime because yeah. you had I had the Dark, Dark Knight. Knight. So I omitted that because everyone's seen the Dark Knight, like you know. And but this is for people that haven't seen. Well, I mean, nobody's seen Inception. <laughs> uh, supposedly for uh, everyone's seen it. Seen if it. you go to see number four, The Dark Knight. Um, <laughs> so I would, I would almost say that you get. I, I would say go see The Dark Knight instead of The Prestige. You haven't seen The Prestige. <laughs> I know, I know. So but there you go. Because I know case. The, no, 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 no. My case no, no, no. is right, laid. Look, that is the, uh, rest the my case. That's what I'm talking For someone that uh, <laughs> makes opinions about movies they haven't seen, George. Opin- opinions that I haven't seen. There's a lot of hand gestures flying around the room yeah. right now. <laughs> what have I? What have I? When have I done that? You do that all the time. When? Not, I can't think of a specific example. <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? That's I, don't I can't back up my That's argument. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> um, I just I didn't <laughs> think drag me in. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no, no, no. My point is that um, you know, I know the 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 style of prestige of um. No, you don't. You haven't seen it. 
I've, I've seen clips from it. I've I've talked to people about it. I fuck. Just what you, stop what, interrupting. Why are you trying to start this fight here? You haven't seen I'm not trying to start. The, I'm just saying. Like, in no, my I think opinion, it's good that you brought this up. In my opinion, I would go uh, Dark Knight because if you want to get like a spattering of his different styles, I think that Memento and Prestige, from my understanding, are relatively similar, both in the in in the scale of the production and no. So no, nothing like Prestige has so much because of the period setting. It has so much more costumes and and, and sets. Memento's an indie film. Yeah, Memento's size. like a guy in a hotel room. Yeah, and walking around LA. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, I, that that's kind of why I wanted to bring these three up because I think they're good little milestones in his career of of a small film, a little bit of a bigger film. And a massive tentpole film, mm. um, so that's why I picked these three. But yeah, uh, Dark Knight—it's—it's it's obviously everyone considers that or Inception his best. So, mm. yeah. but so, yeah, that's my like little guide to Nolan. We'll do an extensive one. I think is probably what's coming down sure. the pipe. Yeah, I think that's a natural. Um, going extension. through his entire yeah um, back catalog. Cool. We're going to finish off on a question of the week that has been sent in by Jess. Jess, thank you so much for your question. You're welcome, George. <laughs> I don't know wow. why I felt like that needed a response. That was weird. <laughs> um, what is this question? Look, the, the question is, what is your favorite chick flick? Um, and I, it's, it's a bit of a weird question because I'm not, I wasn't entirely sure what a chick flick was. I mean, in, it's it generally just either one that stars a woman or is about love or anything icky like that. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> Anything with cooties. Yeah, so it's it's a fairly broad kind of range. What's a girl? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's fair to say we're all pretty strongly against the categorization of films into something as you know, silly as, oh, the one's a chick flick, we're not going to watch that. Yeah. But it's it's certainly a distinction that exists out in the out in the world. Yeah. It's, it's part of the reason that I'm, I'm interested in Atomic Blonde because I want to see how people react to that film. Yeah. Um, it's almost like Feeding the Trolls. Anyways, uh, do we all have a favorite chick flick type film i've been talking a lot recently so i'm gonna head over to you guys to go first he's still thinking of uh, his favorite. <laughs> all right i i've probably got like a ton i could throw into this i um i'm always happy to watch this happy film but um that makes it a lot of romantic comedies really suck but when you see a good one i think it really stands out and one yep. that's kind of uh stayed with me from when i was younger and i actually just watched again earlier this year and loved 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 um, is 10 Things I Hate About You, uh, oh, starring Heath Ledger. What a great film. Ah, Heath. <laughs> Good old Heath. Um, yeah, I just think this movie is so much fun and uh, just an amazing, beautiful 90s artifact with uh, yeah. this awesome soundtrack. So much so. Yeah, and uh, just really, really quite effectively emotional as well. That ending speech, the the poem of the title, 10 Things I Hate About You, um, is like it just brings me to tears. It is so beautifully delivered. Um, and what I really like about this film is that the the whole teenage cast are pretty much entirely actually teenagers. They're all about eighteen years old. Heath Ledger was a rarity. Was twenty uh, in this film, I think, which blows my mind because I look at him and I'm quite a bit older than that now, and I'm like, man, that guy is a man. Yeah. <laughs> like I wish I could grow up to be yeah. like him at twenty. <laughs> um, what a what a loss to cinema that is. Heath Ledger. I had so to bring sad. it down, but. Um, so Man, it's sad. watching anything he did in his whole career, really. Yeah. Um, but especially this, he just oozes that charm. That smile of his yeah. is just yeah. unbelievable. Did you Did you enjoy Knight's Tale? Because I consist, I love that film. Yeah, that's got a huge cult following nowadays. I've I've have 
I think I've maybe seen it once. I've never seen it when I was younger. It's, yeah, I, I really I want to rewatch it. Though. Highly recommend. That's the one with it. We Will Rock You, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it is a <laughs> silly kind of film, but yeah. uh, just thoroughly enjoyable. Another one of the, Heath Ledger's that I love is the um, Sydney-based one, Two Hands. I saw it a long time ago when I was a kid, mm. but it stuck with me. Um, it, it, it's a fun film, um, and you can see the the early days of Heath Ledger. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's a good pick. Yeah, I, uh, that's one I could watch anytime. Yeah, um, you still thinking, George? No, nah, I've go got on? one. I got one. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with. I don't. I feel like this isn't a chick flick though. Mean Girls. I think that'd be defined as a chick flick. That's absolutely like in the, the chick But I feel like that's so the mass appeal of that film is there. But yeah, but in the in the the narrow mind that would be like, oh, is this a chick flick or not? They would absolutely consider that a chick flick. It's about high school girls. Anyway, that's my pick. But that's a movie. I, I that's agree, a, I agree that's with a you. movie by women for women. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I guess, which definitely makes yeah. it a chick flick. Um, love this film. Yeah, love it. Pick. I can it's put it really on great. any day of the week. Um. Love Tina Fey in it. Uh, love um, Lindsay Lohan before she went off the rails. She was mm. such a sweet kid. You look at um, <laughs> she's such a good kid. No, seriously. What you happened look at, to her little Lindsay? Yeah, seriously. You look. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And you look at something like uh, what was that one? Freaky Friday. Mm. Like what? A, and then what was the one where she did the? She was the the. She played her sister. Look, my Lindsay Lohan uh, filmography is not up to date. Um, so. Like. Oh, she really went off the rails, poor yeah. girl. <laughs> <laughs> so Hollywood just shut her out. Um, sorry, that's a bit... Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, Mean Girls, it speaks for itself. Everyone loves it. It's an obvious choice. It's hilarious. It's one of the best comedies so of the funny. past couple of decades. Yeah. It's so funny. Amanda Seyfried, like, there's some big stars in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Before um, they were famous. Before they were famous. And um, oh, who's the Canadian girl? The The, the nemesis? In this, I don't know the the notebook chick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from that Marvel movie, <laughs> Mean Girls. Oh yeah, she was in Doctor Strange. Eh? Yeah. Um, wait, 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 wait. This is gonna be well wait. worth it. Leave all this in. Wait, Rachel McAdams. Yeah, Just love Rachel McAdams. Um. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> ah, you're right. That was worth it. Um, there we go. Yeah, I, I would also just want to chuck on that as well. A movie I feel like is kind of in the same vein, uh, Easy A. Oh, yeah. Oh, which yeah. It's probably not quite as Love well loved, time. but I, I really enjoy that one as yeah. well. Yeah. Condor? Um, for me, it's the romantic comedy Crazy Stupid Love, which again, I'm not sure if it's a, it, if it's a chick flick, but it, it, you know, it, it does get slotted in there because it's about, it's a romantic comedy essentially. Um, but I mean, this, this film is, I, I love this film. It's so funny and it is so, I mean, when, when it wants to be serious and when it wants to kind of make an impact, it does that. When it wants to be funny, it is hilarious. I mean, that, the scene with uh, Kevin Bacon, uh, well, just that, that, the entire reveal of this film, like the twist of this film is possibly one of the best twists in film. Mm-hmm. Um, and just I remember watching it and just getting sucker punched by it. Oh, absolutely love that film. Kevin Bacon's in that movie? Uh, I hope he is. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm remembering that weirdly. Or you think of Steve Carell? Oh wait, I was thinking of X Men First Class. Damn. <laughs> no, he's definitely in there. Yes, yeah, it's good uh, bacon. Um, why, why are you gonna Why are you gonna make me freak out like that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've only seen this film once in the cinema when it came out, but I, I really enjoyed it. I have fond memories of it. Steve Carell's great. Um, Ryan Gosling's always great. Did you guys come out of this film 
wanting to be Ryan Gosling as much as I did. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, I, that... I need to be that guy, and I'm going to spend every waking moment. It's like an iconic image in my mind. Just this, his shoes, like walking. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, George, water George is so smooth. Speaking of Ryan Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> I, drink, I drink of the water. Spoiler, spoiler alert, George did not get to Ryan Gosling status. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone uh, who's not watching because we're not filming this, uh, I just tried to drink some water and I spilt it all down my front. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of Ryan Gosling's beautiful face and I was like... His be- beautiful asymmetrical face. Yeah. Yeah. So you tried to pour it, it just left a bit. Oh, that's not where my mouth is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, it's, it's just a great. It's a. It's just a great film. It's a great. Oh, we, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's a great choice. Thanks for your question, Jess. Good um, one. That got us thinking. If you want to send your question to us, we do this every week because the segment is called <laughs> Question of the Week. Um, send your question to the podcast strikes back official at gmail.com or just hit us up on our social channels. Send us a PM, send us a DM. Um, we're on Facebook and Instagram at the podcast strikes back. Send us a DP. Hey. <laughs> Whoa. Um, Display so, picture? Uh, I was thinking a dick pic, but uh, <laughs> either, either way. <laughs> Hmm. Um, just just one uh, point of order before we finish up. Yeah, uh, something I want to address from our uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming review. Yes, um, we, <laughs> we uh, can we get some like solemn. We music? Stated, can you edit some solemn music in here as Ben makes his official mm, apology? No, 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 no. Hold on. We stated rather emphatically that uh, you stated that. Well, we all agreed. Um, that when you say something, we agree. Absolutely. But yeah. You say something, we blindly accept. Yeah, we too. just assume that you know what you're talking about. Yeah. No. So, so, go on so we we oh, it's not an apology. We stated that um, <laughs> what should be an apology. That Spider-Man: Homecoming score was the the uh, MCU debut of Michael Giacchino. Uh, of course, that is not true. He also scored uh, Doctor Strange last year. Um, he well, he he copy pasted his Star Trek score. Yeah. Exactly. Um, um th- 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 we were just uh, making sure you were listening. So, yeah. <laughs> so go listen to that review. You passed. Yeah. What a lovely comment. Well, that's it, guys. The first episode of our weekly movie show that wasn't top eight. I think that went pretty well. Um, a few yeah. little segments in there. We'll be back next week. We always appreciate uh, feedback. Is yeah. there something that you liked about the show? Tell us if there's something that you didn't like about the show. Tell Fuck Connor. yourself. Um, Go fill in a hundred-page survey <laughs> on uh, the podcast. No, no, we d- we do genuinely enjoy um, uh, good feedback. Yeah, um, we're always trying to improve the show. We're going to have video soon, um, so yeah, lots of exciting stuff happen at TPS BHQ. Yay! <laughs> and on that note, we'll call it a day. Condor. Hello. <laughs> Benny's. See ya. See you next week, guys. <laughs> <laughs>